Hey everyone, welcome to the roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We got a fun one for you today. Are we in a bear market? No, we're in a penguin market. As we said on Tuesday's show, pudgy penguins going absolutely crazy. We saw that giant record-breaking sale in ETH for pudgy penguins. We also saw momentum coming back to that project, which has a new owner this year. We are going to be chatting with the one and only Luca later on today's show. We'll also be talking about some big news and headlines in the NFT space. So don't go anywhere, guys. This is The Roadmap. everyone as i said this is the roadmap benzinga's nft show talking all the latest news and headlines in the nft space before we get started with today's show i do want to give a shout out to our sponsor today's episode is sponsored by ftx us one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users the ftx app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and nfts no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer. And the FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more and get started with your own FTX account, click on the link in the description below and also pinned to the chat. Let FTX know that Benzinga sent you their way again. A big shout out to our friends at FTX for sponsoring today's episode. I think it's time to go ahead and get everyone warmed up. So if you are here, go ahead and smash that like button. Subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel where you will get all the latest on stocks, crypto, and NFT across several great shows here. Uh, and also subscribe to all our social channels. Um, while we are waiting for Luca, uh, just want to go over a couple things right now. Um, let me go ahead and bring on my producer and co-host, Alyssa. Alyssa, what's going on? Nothing much. Just chilling. <laughs> chilling, chilling, chilling. Chilling. Um, yeah, so we're waiting right now for, um, you know, Luca to come on. Of course, he bought Pudgy Penguins earlier this year. That collection had some um, some internal problems, right, with their uh, past leaders. And they actually kind of ousted the founders and saw, you know, new ownership. Um, and now we get to hear more about what's next for Pudgy Penguins. Um I, I'm seeing the comments here in the chat. Already, uh, already laughing, Alyssa. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't even know. Um, Alyssa is still not feeling a hundred percent. No, she, she, she's not high, Hans. No, I get um, that a lot. It's okay. <laughs> no, but the pudgy penguins. Um, I'm really excited to uh, hear about this interview and everything that Luca has to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll get Luca on soon um, here on today's episode. Uh, maybe we should go ahead and take a look at uh, what's moving out there. If we pull up uh, Cryptum here, um, I see that in the last 24 hours, Bored Apes up 142%, Alyssa. Now, this is pretty interesting. Of course, we talk about uh, board apes a lot. Um, there was some concerns, uh, you know, over liquidity uh, crisis happening, right? With the Bendao, uh, where you can loan out against NFTs. We saw the floor price drop. I mean, I said on Tuesday, right, that over the weekend, the floor price of board apes was passed by CryptoPunks. First time in five months. Uh, they were both trading around 66 ETH on uh, Monday. And Alyssa, we're Thursday now. 
And Board Ape floor price is 76.5. Um, so up 10 ETH in a couple days here. Um, quite a turnaround for Board Apes. Um, you know, so uh what do you think of that uh, you know, board ape floor price uh going up and maybe silencing uh the liquidity issues there that people thought was gonna send the floor price down even lower? It's really not surprising. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, they always they say. always come back, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let me pull it up. Boom. Board ape. Yeah, seventy six point five. Um, you know, we're seeing sales volume up again. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm not too surprised. Um, I think you know, obviously, we saw a lot listed, um, and there were some concerns, but they got scooped up and. You know, they continue to thrive and be the market leaders. And Alyssa, I think speaking of uh, projects that are thriving, right, and seeing increases in uh, sales volume, if you go to the seven day there on Crypto Slam, mm -hmm. I am seeing Pudgy Penguins yeah. up 238% over the last seven days. Um, again, Penguins seeing some huge huge interest and i think that part of the reason might be because of our next guest um i don't know if he would say that but i'm gonna go ahead and say it for him but uh we're gonna welcome here on to the stream we have luca nets who uh bought pudgy penguins earlier this year uh with a group and is now leading the way for pudgy penguins so uh we're gonna dive into what's been going on with pudgy penguins and also what is next so it is uh before i bring him on Alyssa, i think we have uh, a couple trailers here to play is that is that correct yeah we're gonna play a trailer yes indeed one trailer got it one trailer yeah yeah all right let's let's roll this let's the trailer for everyone pudgy penguins are back you see the title of the show nft bear market question mark we're in a penguin market it is now my honor and privilege to welcome to the roadmap the one and only luca luca how you doing today hey chris how you doing doing great hope you enjoyed that trailer there uh we always try to with the bigger projects hype you up a little bit so uh we're, we're here to to dive into all things penguins and it definitely put a smile on my face so thank <laughs> you all right well luca before we dive into pudgy penguins uh can you just give viewers and listeners a little bit about your background how did you first get started in the world of cryptocurrency and nfts before pudgy penguins yeah so my background is an interesting one i uh, had an unfortunate uh, childhood just kind of bounced around uh, didn't wasn't didn't have the luxury of having a stable home which is okay because i think it made me the man that i am today uh, but pretty early on, about 18, I started my first uh, direct consumer business online. 19, I ended up selling that business. And that was right around 2017, where, uh, you know, crypto first started uh, taking off. So I was able to make, you know, a good portion of money right before then. And so my brother and I were building, you know, Ethereum mining rigs. We had about maybe 20, 1080 TIs uh, in our, like, uh, in my office as uh, like warehouse. And we were just mining and i really believed uh, ever since i first like discovered crypto that it was the future i think it was one of those technologies that empowered a human behavior right like when you think about how we should transact i think you know being able to transact uh, with one another without somebody in the middle is a basic human right and uh, typically when things are a basic human right they end up working out pretty well and so i dived into crypto and never looked back 
Love it. Thanks for sharing that uh, that story with us. Um, let, let's dive into Pudgy Penguins. How did you first get involved with Pudgy Penguins? Uh, we know, of course, that you bought the project earlier this year, but did, were you an early mentor of Penguins? Have you been in from the start? And what really uh, drew your attention to this project? Yeah, so I think we have to remind, uh, rewind about 12 months to when Pudgy Penguins first minted. Now, I wasn't a mentor, but I was pretty early in coming in. So I had just found out about NFTs maybe a month earlier, but I was collecting like Fawocious and like other big artists on Nifty Gateway. I wasn't really into the whole PFP stuff. And then a friend had reached out to me and said, look, like this PFP NFT OpenSea, you got to check this out. Like this is the one. I decided I would jump in with both feet and I was making a decision on which project should be my first. And I basically came down to three, which was Bored Apes, CryptoPunks, and Pudgy Penguins. And from a branding perspective, I decided to ape into Penguins for the simple fact that at the time, NFTs were only one thing and they were digital identity, at least PFPs, right? There wasn't any utility, there wasn't teams, they weren't businesses. They were really like, hey, like be a part of this community and here's a digital identity in which you can resonate with and identify with. And I thought from the uh, digital identity narrative that pudgy penguins were the most inclusive. And when you think about digital identity and upside, you know, the one that's the most inclusive probably has the most upside if that's the core value proposition. And so I decided to buy a bunch of penguins. Thankfully for me, I was buying them at a couple hundred bucks. Uh, you know, they ended up skyrocketing to 20, 30, you know, 50,000 for some of the rares that I got. And I completely fell in love with the space. And so if it wasn't for Pudgy Penguins, I wouldn't be here today in terms of, you know, an NFT lover and somebody that, you know, I mean, I, I would always love NFTs, but you know how it is. Like when you succeed off of something like super, like off the first time you do it and it becomes super successful, you're like, oh yeah, dude, I'm doing this like forever. Uh, you know, if Pudgy Penguins wouldn't have worked out, then it might've been, um, you know, I might not have fell in love with the space like the way that I did, uh, but it did. And so the opportunity came around about uh, seven months ago to purchase the project. And I felt like I had a fiduciary responsibility to, give these penguins the life they always deserve. So for the last five, six years, I've been building brands. I've lived and breathed brand building. I've built multiple companies to nine figures a year in revenue. And so I felt like if anyone's gonna make these penguins succeed, it's gotta be me. And if it wasn't for the penguins, I probably would have never succeeded in the space anyway. So I felt like there was a mutual, uh, a mutual understanding between the penguins and I uh, that I had to come in and uh, give this thing a shot. Love that. Uh, you know, I remember reading a, a interview or comments you made after the acquisition, and you said that the process took longer than you thought it would. Can you just walk us through a little bit of like the behind the scenes of the acquisition? How hard was it to get this to the finish line? Were you confident the whole time that you were going to be, you know, the winner here? Were there other bidders involved? Anything that you uh, can share into the acquisition here? Yeah, so I won't dive into it, but like if you really break down the acquisition, there's like a higher power here, whatever you believe in, whether it's the universe or energy or God, whatever you believe in, there was a higher power at play. And so I really, you know, it's even made me even more excited to work on this because again, like there's really unique scenarios that had happened during this whole process that aligned it. I didn't have the highest bid, right? So I think this is really important. There was somebody who bid maybe uh, 250 ETH more than me. There was a thousand ETH bid on the table. But I had just been on a boat with one of Cole's childhood friends about two weeks before I made the bid. What a quinkadink, figuring one, I don't go on boats too often. And I don't really leave the house too often. Uh, so I just happened to go on a boat one day and I just happened that the 10 people on the boat, one of them knew Cole Ethereum because he went to high school with him, right? And uh, so Cole and I had a conversation. He took my bid seriously. He believed in my vision. He believed in me. And he said, look, I'm going to sell it to you. And so the process was very egregious. Uh, I actually got frustrated at my, my legal team at the time. I was like, why is it taking so long? And they were like, look, like there's no case law to reference here, right? Usually when you make agreements, there's other agreements that you can reference, but this was a really unique deal at the time. Uh, I think I'm probably one of the only people who've, you know, acquired a project like this. I think maybe with the exception of Yuga Labs, I think, you know, Yuga Labs, you know, I think other than them and maybe the ghosts acquisition, I'm probably the only one. So, you know, at the time our lawyers like, 
you know, dude, we're, we're inventing case law here. So like be patient because you don't want to buy this thing and then, you know, have some sort of loophole as to like, you didn't acquire something or you missed something. So it took some time, uh, but thankfully the community was patient. I know the community probably, it's probably tougher on them than every, anyone else. At one moment, I actually didn't think the deal went through. Uh, Cole and I were stuck on a term that he wouldn't budge on and I wasn't budging without that term. So he ended up budging on the term at the last minute, which was great. Thanks, Cole. Uh, and then, you know, ever since then, you know, it's been a, a magical ride. So, Luca, do you still talk to Cole? Um, and if so, how often since this deal went through? I don't talk to him too much, but he definitely reaches out and texts me and says nice things. And I say nice things back. I think he really got a bad rap. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I've made, you know, millions of dollars in maybe seven or eight different industries. And this one is by far the toughest. And so and when you're counting all the different variables at play, I really like to reference these businesses, NFT projects as publicly traded startups. And so if you really digest what that means, it's actually, um, you know, a, a pretty difficult business model. So when you look at somebody like him who didn't really have like, you know, top tier entrepreneurial experience or operational or leadership experience, uh, you look at like his situation, he got a bad rap. Now, granted, there's certain obvious things he shouldn't have done, like when you hatch a fishing rod out of an egg. That's just not biologically correct. You know, I think uh, I think Darwinism or, you know, I just think science would disagree with with uh, what happened there. Uh, but this is the NFT space. So I guess anything can happen. But other than like the couple obvious, uh, you know, shortcomings, I think just in general, like I think he got a bad rap. Awesome. Uh, you know, thanks for uh, the honesty there. Uh, love those comments on Cole. Um, have a great question here from a Benzinga team member. So uh, we, of course, saw the 400 ETH uh, pudgy sale recently for the number one rarest pudgy penguin. So with that being said, and the fact that you paid 750 ETH for uh, the pudgy penguins, um, you know, rights and collection here, uh, do you feel like you got a bargain now with your price with the 400 ETH sale happening recently? Yeah. So the, the day, the day, the, the day I sent the money, I knew I got a bargain, right? So I think the, the art of the deal is making sure that, you know, when you do a deal with somebody, you feel like you robbed a bank. And I definitely felt like at the time, like I, I, I knew what I purchased was, you know, incredibly cheap, but I was buying a distressed asset at the time. Right. And so like, I, I don't want it to be underlooked or overlooked in the sense that like, we've been working our tail off these last five months and I've put together, you know, some of the brightest minds in their respective fields to be on this journey with me. And we haven't taken any salaries. We haven't taken any pay. All the money in the business is going right back into it. We're pretty much bootstrapped. And, uh, you know, we've really worked our tails off and sacrificed everything in our lives to basically push this brand forward. And so I think Dreesus's vibe was just like, a, you know, an affirmation to like what we're doing. Like he reaffirmed, right that like we're doing the right thing and he put his money where his mouth is like i think a lot of people like you know overlook what we did with pudgy penguins like not a lot of people were willing to put their money where their mouth was we did and now we're starting to see other community members do the same so i think it's just a testament to how hard we're working i know Dries personally he's an amazing guy uh he met me in nft nyc we met each other and uh, he he was just like look i'm gonna make a move pretty soon i'm not gonna tell you what it is he kept me updated throughout the last couple months as to what he was doing. And I'm just like, I think his story is also a beautiful one too. Like it, it takes some, it takes some serious conviction to spend 400 ETH on, you know, any JPEG, no matter what it is. Uh, and that just like is, is another testament. Like I told our team when it happened, like Dreesus is counting on us. Like this is just another person on the board. Like it's no longer about us or, you know, we've always been about the community first, but you know, somebody like that putting their money where their mouth is the way, the same way that we did in the beginning, like it, it's making us go 10 times harder. Like we now have an expectation, uh, you know, not only for the community, but for somebody like him to like really hit it out of the park. And at the end of the day, we sacrificed a lot to be here and, you know, our every intention is to be number one. And, you know, I think just, you know, having other people that share that same conviction just like makes us go even harder. It looks like we have Dreesus in the chat right now, actually watching uh, live. So shout out Dreesus, if this is, of course, the real Dreesus saying um, that you did get a deal because he spent half of that on one penguin, um, but he feels like he got a deal too. Um, 
So Luca, after that big purchase, right, we obviously saw the floor price of Penguins go up, but we also saw some big names in the space, right? We saw Beeple put out an image um, that we, of course, had in that trailer saying the, the Penguins are back. Um, we also saw a tweet from Garga, um, one of the co-founders of Yuga Labs, um, also praising uh, Penguin. So, Luca, what does that mean to see people like Beeple and Garga, you know, highlight that huge sale and really validate Penguins going forward? You know, it, it feels good to say the least. Now, the issue is, is like we can't let it go to our head. And I think a lot of people are congratulating us right now. And like, I am super grateful and I'm appreciative. But for us, like we still haven't proved what we want to prove. Like we came in here to be number one. We didn't come in here to be number two. We didn't come in here to be number three. We came in here to win. And so until we're, you know, higher on the leaderboards than what we want to be, like, I think I'm, I'm grateful for the congratulations, but the journey's only just begun. And, you know, per the nature of the deal, you're not going to spend two and a half million dollars on a, uh, you know, project just to work on it for six months or 12 months. Like we're committed here for the next five, 10, 15 years. I dropped a lot of amazing opportunities and businesses that I was working on to do this full time. And for us, it's billions are bust. So like I'm, I, I, I love, I think from a team perspective, you know, it's hard to work six months at something and not see like any real traction. And I think we got really unlucky with the bear market and how things turned on that. Uh, so it, it's nice to be acknowledged and it's nice to see that people are actually paying attention. But I will say like, we've been grinding our tail off and I feel like we've been doing everything right for the last six months. So like, I, I love it because, you know, big sales are happening and floor price is appreciating. But I told the team, no matter what the floor price is, no matter what the sales are, like we're here to grind and we're here to build a, you know, a legacy brand, a billion dollar company. And uh, we just got to keep our head down, right? Like we can't let it get to our head. We have not accomplished nearly like even remotely what we want to accomplish. And so the game has only just begun. And I'm really just more happy for the holders and the community because, you know, moments like this, they just get really stoked and they're all happy and the vibes are good. And uh, I think that's that's what makes me happy. I think that's the fulfilling part. Uh, but in terms of the business and the company, like our job is not even close to done. Love that. Billions are bust. Uh, the job is not, you know, close to being done. Luca, I mean, this has got to get people excited to, to hear everything coming. One of our favorite things to do here on the show, of course, you said that you own some penguins prior to the acquisition. Let's talk about favorite traits, right? And with any NFT collection, there's all kinds of different traits. What are some of Luca's favorite penguin traits? Ooh, I don't want to. I, I don't want to be biased here and uh, promote any selectism, but I love the tufts. I love the medals. I love the mustache. I think the puffer jacket is ultimately slept on. Nobody like people really sleep on the puffer jacket. I think the Snapchat is phenomenal. I think this is one of those few collections, like I think from my perspective, they did the traits and the rarity so right. I think so many collections botch that. Like, you know, like with a board ape, you know exactly what's rare, you know exactly what's not. With a, with a pudgy penguin, you know exactly what's rare, you know exactly what's not. I think I'm gonna have to lean into, you know, my Olympic headband gang because that is my profile picture and that is my favorite uh, pudgy penguin. But I think this is one of those few collections where just like so many of the traits are just awesome. And I think from a rarity perspective, a lot of people make the mistake here. But like, you know, what's a rare pudgy penguin, you know, what isn't like this, this little glasses one with the with the with the scarf. That's a phenomenal penguin. If you go up a little bit, like that's a great penguin right there. That that that's as top tier as a penguin gets. Like, that's money. Love it. So. Yeah, we were we were scrolling through some of the traits on Tuesday's episode. Um, you know, the hats. I was really drawn to some of the headwear, the hats. Um, you know, uh all these different traits though, just really cool to see them all pieced together. Um, we of course had uh Joey Moose on a past episode and he walked us through, you know, some of his favorite traits as well. Obviously, the the Mohawk. Um Luca, uh, another thing we did on Tuesday's episode is we looked at the highest price transactions, right? So, of course, we got the 400 ETH sale for the number one rare. If you take that one aside and you had the option between pineapple, banana, ghost, or shark, Luca, what would be the one of those four that you would pick? So, I've always... 
you know, my favorite show in the world is the Shark Tank. Uh, so I'd have to go with the Sharky Pangu, though I think they're all top tier. Uh, I just, just I, I grew up on Shark Tank. I watched every episode, every season. I'd have to go with the Shark Pangu, baby. Awesome. I believe that's the one Alyssa and I both picked as well with the banana coming in second place for us. Um, Luca, let's talk about what's next, right? So we got a little teaser on Twitter that we have some uh, toys coming. Um, we have Penguin, maybe plushies in the work, toys in the works. You're working on licensing out some of these penguins owned by the community. Talk to us about toys and what's ahead for Pudgy Penguins. Will we see Penguin toys you know, in big retailers, or are these just going to be for holders and through the website? Yeah, so you know, the company that I come from before this uh, is a company called Gel Blaster. Uh, it shoots like these little Orbeez guns, uh, like a gun that shoots like little Orbeez. Uh, we're in every Target and Walmart and Best Buy, uh, pretty much every major retailer in the United States, we're in it. And so, like, I, I'm not making these toys just to sell them on a website and, you know, make some sales. Like, I'm doing this, you know, I think Pudgy Penguins in and of itself has a unique opportunity to be a Trojan horse for Web3. I think we are the go-to and the premier IP that is actually going to bridge the gap between Web2 and Web3. And instead of actually just saying it and using it as a nice vocal keyword, we're actually going to do it. So I have every intention to put this in big box. I have every intention that this winter, when you're shopping for Christmas toys for your family, you're going to go down a toy aisle and you're going to see a pudgy penguin. Uh, that's what I'm doing it for. Love it. Uh, Luca, I'm going to have to get my kids uh, some of these penguins because uh, I, I know they'll be excited. That's one of the cool things about my journey in NFTs is I get to show you know off these NFTs to my kids. They're drawn into certain projects, uh, penguins they love. And I'm excited to see toys on toy shelves. Um, you also recently announced the Penguin Council. We have, you know, members of big companies, uh, formerly like Hasbro, Meta, Nansen, Nike, um, and others. What does this Penguin Council mean for the future of Pudgy Penguins? And how do you work through those prior relationships that these big names have? Yeah, so I think, you know, this advisory board was put together pretty much since the business started. Uh, I just thought it was a good time to just, you know, give that transparency to the community and just really show them who's a part of this. Uh, and from our perspective, I think every great company has an advisory board, right? Like every company that I've built uh, has had an advisory board and advisors are really important, right? They give you a zero degree of separation uh, on certain objectives and certain tasks that you may not have that same zero degree of separation on. Uh, they have a lot more experience than I do in their relative fields. And, you know, I think it's really important for, as a leader to have people in your company that are strong where you're weak. Like, I am very conscious of my abilities. I am very conscious of where we are as a company. I'm very conscious of who I am as an individual and who as I am as a human being. Like, I think it's uh, really about just plugging any loose uh, holes in the ship and making sure that, you know, when certain initiatives come about, I have the right people in my team or on my team to lean on to make the right decisions uh, that are going to benefit the company as a whole. So I think, you know, like I said, every great company that I've been a part of uh, has had an advisory board. I think this is no different. Uh, and just really putting people in place that are strong where I'm weak and, uh, you know, that could potentially fill some gaps in the future. Luca, you mentioned the uh, infamous fishing rods earlier in the episode. We, of course, had Lil Pudgies as well. Um, what's next in terms of airdrops? There was rumors we'd be getting more airdrops for penguins, also rumors of a token. Anything you can share in either one of those areas for penguins going forward? Yeah, so I think from an airdrop perspective, like we're really leaning into Soulbounds as like, you know, really quantifying the identity of our holder base and really seeing who's participating and who's really a part of it. I think from, uh, you know, I'm really conscious on how this space works. Like I've studied this, I've lived it, I've traded it. I don't think you can just drop a Web2 CEO that's super accomplished into a Web3 company and just expect them to succeed. I think my edge is like, yes, I've had really successful web two companies and I'm a serial entrepreneur and this is what I live and breathe. But I think more importantly is like, I've spent thousands of hours trading NFTs. 
Like I know exactly how this game works. So I'm not going to airdrop like soul bounds are interesting because you can't buy or sell them. Right. So like there's no dilution to the project, but I'm not going to airdrop something when, you know, we're at where we're at. Like I know what that does to a project, like, you know, adding more NFTs to the pool can really hurt you. And same thing with tokens. Like you have to hit a certain threshold to do that. You can't just say like, I'm like going to release a token or I'm going to airdrop for the sake of making more money. Like a lot of people are really short-sighted here, but like, like I said, like we spent two and a half million dollars to purchase this project. We've given it our life. Like, this is not something that I'm going to be short-sighted on. Like, I'm not going to do, you know, the short-sighted move to make a couple million bucks when in reality it doesn't move the needle for us. Right. Like we're here to make a billion dollar company. We're here to be number one. We're here to set the bar. We're here to be the bar. And I know exactly how to do it. So like, you know, airdropping or minting or like tokens, like that stuff will come. There will be a day when I think we've hit a certain threshold and a certain criteria where like we can do that stuff. But I'm not here to dilute the brand. Like I have to get the main collection and little pudgies and pudgy rods far above where they are right now to even consider doing that stuff. Uh, and so I'm conscious of it. I know how this game works. I've watched tens of projects fail, go from potentially, you know, blue chip potential to completely undercutting themselves because they wanted to make a quick couple million dollars. Like I'm not here to do that. I'm here to win. And I know what it's going to take to get there. Luca, last question here. Uh, as I said, we had Moose on before. We have this mantra around uh, Pudgy Penguins created by him where he shouted on a Twitter spaces, I am my penguin, my penguin is me. Luca, what does that mean to, to you personally, that, that phrase from Moose? Yeah, so I'm actually taking that quite literally. And so like you kind of can see it in our initiatives, like I'm really trying to empower the community, whether it's through gifts or we have our merchandise where you can now put your penguin on a canvas or put it on a t-shirt or put it on a mug. Like I'm really leaning into this, I am my penguin, my penguin is me. To me, it's not just a word. It's, you know, who we are as a community. It's who we are as people. Like this isn't just some sort of fad. This isn't like a one-time meme. I found that the community members that are really a part of this community really believe that. And I want to do everything in my power to, you know, empower that ethos. Like that is, you know, to me, um, not something that I'm just like looking at, like, oh, Moose said it in a space. Now people think it's funny. Like I want to lean into that and I want people to really feel like they are their penguin and their penguin is them. Luca, uh, this has been great. Um, I want to appreciate, you know, you taking time out of your busy schedule, joining us on the roadmap. Uh, so again, everyone, Luca Nets. Luca, we look forward to hopefully talking to you soon. You're more than welcome back on the show anytime. And we will be following the Pudgy Penguin story. Thank you, Chris. You have a great day. And I'm a huge fan of Benzinga. So uh, <laughs> thank you. That's awesome day. to hear. Bye. All right, everyone. Luca from Pudgy Penguins. What a fun interview that was. Um, I think I'm going to bring on Alyssa so we can break down a little bit on that interview and then get into some news and headlines. Uh, Alyssa, what did you think of that interview with Luca from uh, the background here? Uh, amazing. I really love Luca and he's like so true to yeah. what he's saying and you can see that he's actually putting the work in to pick the penguin back up and it's amazing to see yeah i mean and and i would say one of my key takeaways was right there at the end right asking about you know these rumors we had of airdrops and a token and i love his transparency of you know without like without like making fun of other projects that have done that route saying you know that it doesn't always work and then he also said that he wants to get little pudgies and the fishing rods back up to the level where they need to be i mean not financial advice but i'd probably be looking at little pudgies right now um based on that comment just throwing that out there and floor price of uh 0.23 um i mean uh, Alyssa, i i love what he had to say and i love you know him saying he got a bargain um yeah. you know also saying Cole got a bad rap, which I think is part of the storyline, right? But ultimately the collection needed a new figurehead. It needed some new blood. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, and we got Dreesus in the chat, which Dreesus, shout out for, for joining us today. Um, 400 ETH for the, for that number one rarity. I mean, that definitely got this project some more excitement, but there was already excitement there. Like, it's not like this, you know, what was brand new, but we're seeing people talk about penguins again, which I think is exciting. Um, but I love that it's not going to Lucas' head either, right? He knows he has a job to do. He bought this for $2.5 million. And Alyssa, you heard him say billions. He's building a yeah. billion dollar company with a B. B brand. And he's uh, pushing it out and he's going to bring it up. It's like, yeah, you can see it. Like I said, it's so nice to see. And I think the Pudgy Penguin deserved this. Alyssa, how excited are you to see uh, right there? You you read my mind. How excited <laughs> are you to see penguin toys in the stores uh, for hopefully for Christmas? They look really good. I will, if be, they were, I will be buying some of those. Yeah, if they're in for Christmas, you better get some for your kids. <laughs> yeah. These are going to sell it. This is going to be like Tickle Me Elmo where you're like fighting with people in the store to get these. Like, I think these are going to be hot and... Mm -hmm. This is what I want to see more of, um, right? Not just selling merch, not just selling like t-shirts to your your holders, not just selling through your website. Let's get those prod products into stores. And as Lucas said, he has experience building companies. He has experience getting products into stores. Like, I, I think, you know, again, Alyssa, we talk all the time about betting on the founder, betting on the person. <laughs> yeah, Dream is saying exactly what I'm thinking, right? I'm strong arming single mothers for these like jingle all the way right picture arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> like boxing people out trying to get you know the hot toy for the christmas season that's what i'll be doing to, to get my hands on these uh the, these penguins um Teresa, since you're in the chat here uh i'm curious your answer to the question we asked about um the ghost the shark the banana or the pineapple um, which one you would pick? Obviously, you picked the most expensive of them all with the number one rarity and the 400 ETH. But Alyssa, how about him agreeing and saying the the shark? Uh, did that surprise you? Or uh, what do you think of uh, shark being his pick there too? Now, his reasoning was pretty good. Like yeah. Shark Tank. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. I, I, I think, again, that's definitely my fave out of those four. Um, I do still like, you know, all of them. Um, oh, the ghost or the shark, Jesus says. Yeah, see? So yeah. that shark, man, whoever whoever owns that shark, you, you better either hold on tight or set that price high because uh, there's a lot of people out there in, in love with that one. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. But I, I, agree. I yep. The ghost. We, we talked about that, too. Right. You got, you know, Halloween. You got holidays. You got all kinds of marketing. Um you know, different things you can do with that. So definitely some opportunities. Uh, Dreesus, we also talked about that banana though. Like if you're Chiquita or Dole, I mean, buy up this banana and put some, put some penguin stickers on your, on your product. So, uh, um, oh, it looks like the shark is owned by someone who's never selling. I mean, they say never say never. So I, <laughs> I guess we'll see, but, uh, uh Alyssa anything else uh what what else from this interview I mean there was a lot to unpack we got through as many questions as I could fit in um but Luca was pretty much a an open open door yeah no I liked uh his comment with like Joey Moose um like the yeah. whole my my I'm my penguin my penguin is me like that is the community the penguin community and like I said they really deserve this like attention and the fact that it's being lifted back up into a, a actual brand and he's not just focusing on just the peng the pudgy penguin he's going for the little pudgies and then the fish the fishing poles everything making a billion dollar company and he's here to win as he said <laughs> yeah Alyssa, great great to point that out i i do really like the comments he made there right and and he even mentioned it, right, that a lot of times, you know, people kind of want to laugh at that, you know, that phrase, right? I am my penguin. My penguin is me. But really, like, it is a, a mantra for, you know, the whole collection, the whole community, right? Like, Moose isn't the only one who gets to say it. Like, he, of course, was first. But now everyone else who, like, owns penguins believes in it. They buy into it. And it becomes, you know, this thing. And 
you know, you go back to that Twitter spaces where Moose was saying it. It's not like he's laughing saying it. He's passionate. He is speaking it from his heart. Um, and, you know, as I said, we had Moose on the show before. Shout out to Moose. If you're out there. Um, I actually think I saw him tweet today that he was no. getting married soon. Yes, he's getting married yeah. soon. And I believe, okay. if I remember right, uh, Alyssa, in the con- yeah, any advice, which someone beat me to it, I was going to say um, that she is always right, um, which <laughs> someone said, but uh, someone said you need to get her a penguin. And I believe he said he would be getting her her favorite penguin after they get married. So uh, maybe she should have been listening today to uh, the favorite traits uh, question because it, it sounds like she gets to pick out whatever penguin she wants. Um, maybe with some exceptions on price. I don't, I don't know Moose's rules, but uh, shout out to Moose. Congrats um, on, you know, uh, getting married soon and looking forward to hearing more about what penguin she got. Who needs a I ring can- when you got a pudgy penguin, right? What? what a, yeah. <laughs> you propose maybe, she, with maybe she gets both. <laughs> yeah. No, imagine proposing with an end of a ring. I think I would take that over a ring. I'll be real with you. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I feel like it depends on which one. But uh, yeah. Um, I mean, maybe she gets a mohawk to go along with, with Moose. I the don't know. But pink mohawk? The pink mohawk. Pink yeah. Pink, pink mohawk, purple mohawk to match the green. Like, I don't know. That could be kind of cool. So... But Alyssa, that was the, that was a fun interview. Um, been looking forward to that one for a while. We, uh, you know, talked about penguins on Tuesday. So a lot of talk about penguins this week, which I mean, yeah. just goes to show that uh, it definitely is top of mind. And I don't think we've seen the end. Obviously, we have toys coming. We have more products coming that, you know, that council that they made, the advisory yeah. council, I think has some strong names, some strong companies on it. Um, so that is, uh, that is pretty cool to see as well. I mean, that toy, like it just looks, it just looks sweet. I, I cannot wait. It does look really good. Usually with like toys, like a lot of companies screw it up. Like they don't look good, but that looks like a really high quality toy. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think we are going to move on from penguins. I know, I know. We we could talk about penguins all day. We do have some other NFT news to share. But if you're here for penguins, please stick around uh, to hear what we have to say and break down this news. But with that being said, make sure you smash the like and share this video and let the world know um, all the momentum that penguins have right now. Um, and of course, big shout out to Luca for coming on. Alyssa, speaking of uh, big companies, right, and getting products, um, not into stores, but online, we actually had a product launch yesterday. I I don't know if you saw this. We had M&M's, the world-famous candy company, partner with Kingship, which is the group of um, a band made up of three board apes and one mutant ape, and they did three different products right so the first one sold out pretty quick 99.99 dollars um there also was two other products um Alyssa, if you scroll down here so there's the products um 99.99 i think the middle one there 59.99 and then the jar um i forgot what the price was but yeah so this is the oh. gift box is it 59.99 right yeah Jar right. 40 39.99. Okay. So and then look at those M&Ms, Alyssa. So that last <laughs> picture there. So we have the board apes and mutant ape from Kingship represented on the M&M. So Alyssa, I have a lot of questions about these. I mean, one, would you pay $100 for a pack of M&Ms? <laughs> um because some people did yesterday it sold out. Um mm-hmm. But if you bought the, like, you can't ever eat these M&Ms, right? No. No. Like, they have they have the board Ape image. It's not like a wrapper. It's not like you, like, unwrap it, eat the candy, keep the wrapper. Or, like, mm-hmm. a, a beer bottle, right, where you, like, drink it, keep the bottle. Like, mm-hmm. the product isn't necessarily the packaging here. It's the actual candy. Because, like, that's the coolest part to me, the fact that there's board Apes on the m&ms like i i feel like you you can't ever eat them 
It would never be in. Never. It would be like sealed up forever. <laughs> forever. No, this yeah. is really, really neat. And like I think I said yeah, this yesterday. Yeah, crypto the only saying I uh, thought the same thing. Sorry, Alyssa, I cut you off. No, it's okay. I think I said this on Tuesday. Like, like getting it like the cheaper ones. Like they're out there, and like uh, whoever bought it, they see it, and they like the brand is in their brain now. Like the apes are there if they you know weren't in this project or even knew what NFTs were, or at least this one for some reason, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did read in the press release because I wrote an article on this, which uh, I can go ahead and drop in the chat here. Um, that it said that Kingship and M&Ms would be uh, collaborating in the future or that M&Ms would be a part of the Kingship story moving forward. So I think we're going to see more products and I'm hoping maybe, you know, some cheaper product products, some available in stores someday, who knows, right? Like, Maybe we yeah. can get a limited time, you know, M&M drop with uh, Bored Apes. Um, but definitely cool. It was very cool to see uh, a big company like M&M's partner with Bored Apes. And it just goes to show that increased utility that we're seeing, right? Um, yeah. You know, who would have thought over a year ago that people would be paying $100 for a package of M&M's with uh, Bored Apes on them? I probably would not have believed that. No, no. Yeah. All right. Well, Alyssa, speaking of big companies, um, I wrote another article using um, some data from Dune Analytics. Uh, a person on Twitter, Noah Levine, put out a list um, that showed the top 10 companies, uh, like big companies in terms of revenue they have made from NFTs. And number one on the list wasn't a huge surprise, but let's talk mm. about it. Nike. Nike has made $185.3 million from NFTs. Now that is counting primary sales and their cut of secondary sales. Um, so they have over 67,000 transactions, $1.29 billion in sales volume. So, I mean, we're talking Clone X, Artifact sneakers, um, uh, you know, all the different Nike drops, right? We're, we're talking all of those. Remember, they acquired Artifact in December 2021. Um, Alyssa, I mean, are you surprised at all that Nike is ahead on this list? Nope, not at all. <laughs> now, what might surprise you is how far ahead they are, right? Like, I feel like I would have guessed Nike. But if you ask me who the next biggest company was, I would have probably gone with like Adidas, right? Because they had that big drop with Bored Apes um, and Punks. Or maybe Tiffany because they just did the uh, the CryptoPunks drop at 30 ETH. Or maybe Pepsi or Budweiser, right? Because those are big names. Number two, though, uh, is Dolce & Gabbana at uh, $25.7 million. I mean, Alyssa, that's a huge drop from Nike uh, to second place. That surprised me a little bit. How, how about you? Yeah, from okay. Yeah, Nike is 185.3 mil. Well, okay. And yeah. then that's a big gap. But also big like. Big gap. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. <laughs> but I guess it's still not like surprising to me. It's yeah. Nike. But. Yeah. And then. Um, no, go ahead. Go. You go ahead. You go ahead. Now I was gonna say what you echo what you said. Like it's surprising that Adidas, even Gucci, is and like the second one, Tiffany's, heck, even Budweiser. Yeah. So as we move down the list, Alyssa, Tiffany number three, twelve point six million. Uh, Gucci number four, eleven point six million. Adidas, fifth place, 10.9 million. Then we have Budweiser and Bud Light coming in at sixth and seventh, uh, 5.9 million and 4.0 million. So less than 10 million combined. Then the Australian Open, 1.7 million. Lacoste, 1.1 million. And here we go, Alyssa. 10th place, Nickelodeon, $583,000. 
Uh, I do have to say there is a bit of an asterisk with this list, though. Um, Time Magazine was originally in the top 10, and Noah took them out because he actually worked with Keith Grossman and team on confirming the number. So Time Magazine has said that they made $10 million from NFT sales, which would put them at uh, sixth place ahead of Budweiser and after Adidas. So Time Magazine actually in the top 10 as well. How about Nickelodeon? 583,000, Alyssa. Do you think that number would have been higher or lower based on the the Rugrats, the Hey Arnold uh, sales and that huge momentum they had? Um, I was expecting over a million at least, yeah, but same. they still, they still have like a lot of, um, characters they can go through to boost those numbers. Yeah. I mean, and I think it just goes to show, right? Again, this is revenue after the cut, right? This isn't how much they had in sales volume. This is their actual revenue. We're talking millions of dollars that these companies are making. Um, So I think, you know, we're going to see big companies see these numbers. Obviously, Nike's going to get the headlines. I mean, they were the headline of my article, right? $185 million. But some of these other big, you know, luxury brands making, you know, $10 million. um, I mean, look at the Australian Open, $1.7 million. They sold NFTs of like the tennis balls. And then I don't know if you remember this drop, Alyssa, where like, depending on what part of the court the ball landed on in real life, like you could also get like the physical tennis ball. They did like the in real life um, thing with the mint as well. So that kind of, you know, got some people interested as well, but a good way for like sports and big companies to really, you know, get involved in, in NFTs. You know, I didn't actually know any of that. That is really cool. It was a while back. I feel like it was like so popular and then I feel like it kind of faded away. So I don't know if everyone got their their tennis balls shipped out or not. I'd be curious to to hear more. But look at, yeah, that video right there, like own it. So if you own that square, right? So like picture playing Battleship and like if the number they call out is a hit, you, you get something, right? So if the tennis ball lands on that square you you got something that's pretty cool it's pretty sweet so i like the physical element that some of these um you know nft collections are doing as well um so that's some of the bigger companies right in the nft space um uh and then Alyssa, speaking of that if you can pull up the the tweet here from keith grossman of time magazine um, he elaborates on that with a tweet today. He says, easy to see NFTs as art, community, and collectibles, but just wait until we start seeing subs, as in subscriptions, such as iTunes or Netflix, and loyalty programs such as Bonvoy, which is Marriott Bonvoy, or the airlines grasp Web3. Don't underestimate the opportunity presented when shifting from online renters to online owners. Alyssa, I love this statement from Keith. Um, I mean, remember, we have Starbucks coming up soon, right? Where they're going to announce what their NFT, you know, reward program looks like, right? What kind of utility does it include? Picture hotels, um, you know, and airlines, like they could get involved in the NFT space, right? Have a membership program where if you own an NFT, you get some sort of perks. I mean, a lot of these companies already have loyalty membership programs. I feel like it's an easy transition for them to make to the blockchain. Yeah, I mean, they could even they could do both, really. Yeah. Like, what's the what would hurt doing both? And um, as we go on in the years, I can see more and more companies picking this up, and like Starbucks doing the rewards programs, um, all of the big stores, really, like. I can I can see Target doing something if they haven't done anything. Have they done anything? I don't think they have. I can a, see Target doing something. That's a good call out. Yeah. Well, it's just gonna be announced tomorrow. I think like 
Target and Walmart getting into NFT space would be like ginormous, right? When they yeah. actually like announce or get in. The other one is Apple, right? Like if Apple, yeah. if Apple doesn't even sell NFTs themselves, but maybe like they integrate more like hardware into the next phone, right? With like ledger wallets, et cetera. Even like the hint of them being more like welcoming or adapting to NFTs in the blockchain, I think would go a long way. Um, and again, it's not like Apple has to make their own NFTs. They just have to uh, uh, welcome in uh, the community. Um, Shannon's comment here. Have you guys been checking out the uh, the Billy Murray project? Is that uh, in reference to Bill Murray, um, the Coinbase drop, I wonder? Uh, I have not yeah, but- looked at that. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. Because I know that he was going to, to do it. Um, and it was going to have like moments from his life. Um, and that's why he had that Coinbase account where he was buying. Um, you know, uh, see, I'm seeing it hasn't gone live yet. Really? Is that, is that true? Well, I don't know. It's a sold oh, out. Exploding um, mums, Bill Murray 1000. Is this right? Is it this? Isn't it this one on Coinbase? Bill Murray 1000? Yeah, sold out. Oh, yeah, sold out. Whoa, whoa, Coinbase. There we go. Released 82 out of a thousand. Yeah, I was going to say that's the page I was just going to send you. Um, so 82 out of 1,000 released. 8.88 ETH floor. Um, I mean, so it looks like these are being released um, in in waves here, maybe. I don't know mm-hmm. the details. Um, I will definitely have to take a look at it. I didn't realize it was actually out. Um, shame on me. Um, but uh, I also... I don't know if I want to say this, but I also don't spend a ton of time on the Coinbase NFT marketplace. Um, but this could be big for them, right? Coinbase needs a win here. Um, something's yeah. happening August 30th. Yeah, that was what I saw um, searching it on Twitter was that a big drop was happening August 30th. So I'm wondering if the rest get released then. Um, we will have to check back with everyone um, next week uh, when I have more time to, to dive in. Um, but it looks like we are out of time here, uh, Alyssa. And I know next week at some point, we definitely have to talk about Solana. Um, because I don't know if you saw this, but Degads, uh, is now the fifth most expensive PFP collection, um, on all blockchains. So it is behind Bored Apes. CryptoPunks, Mutant Apes, and Moonbirds, but it is ahead of Doodles, Azuki, Clone X, and all the other Ethereum projects. I mean, Alyssa, I feel like my money would have been on uh, Solana Monkey Business if any of them ever got to the top five because it's like the OG. Mm-hmm. But uh, shout out to Degods for uh, getting into the top five um, PFPs. No, I um, after having... Um... Oh shoot! What's his name? Solana. Solana Legend. Solana Legend. Yeah. Um, yep. After having him on, he was really talking about the gods, and it's like, yeah. I know Solana Monkey Business is like the OG, but like I really think and thought back then, like the gods is just it's it's up there. It's gonna be the top, and like now that I'm seeing it all over Twitter, like it is right now, and now yeah. like you know it's <laughs> yeah, it does, it's not surprising to me at all. Oh, yeah, and uh, shout out Jesus in the chat, right? God's a great, good founder. Um, and there is the Ute list, Alyssa, which I applied for and I'm hoping to get on. Uh, Ute is the next uh, project from uh, Frank. Um, I would love yeah. to have him on. So Jesus, if you have a connection, um, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, handles right there on screen at Chris Ketchy. Um, would love to hear more about this. Uh, one of the things we'd love to do more on the roadmap is have more Solana projects on. Um, yeah. There's definitely a ton of excitement growing in that space compared to ETH. Um, yeah. So, Jesus, let me know. 
Uh, we would love to have him on. We'd love to have you on sometime too. I mean, I'd love to hear more about this 400 ETH Penguin uh, purchase. So uh, let us know, but we are out of time. Uh, but thank you again to our sponsor, FTX, and also to our guest, the one and only Luca Nets, who now is in charge of Pudgy Penguins. Uh, Alyssa, I am my penguin, and my penguin is, penguin me. is me. That was a great interview. Uh, make sure to share with your friends, and we will catch everyone next week. Uh, on the roadmap. Stay tuned. You got more great content coming up, including pre-market prep at the close at 3.30, breaking down all the top movers and news for stocks and crypto. Until next time, take care, everyone. See ya.